at least your Lisa's profile looks like. Do you want know, crying much or they don't want to be identified? <laughs> to talk about our album because <laughs> it's a dark silhouette <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And also, this week, starting today, we are going to be doing that uh, for our albums of the year. Isn't that right, Dan? That is right. This is our first of four albums of 2020 episodes. And I want to be. I want to make a few things very clear, actually, Will, from the off. Oh, blimey. First, yeah, I've got to get it out there. I've got to... Got to get the, the boring bit out there. First off, we're not doing... Last year, we counted down five to one, our, our five favorite albums. This year, there's so much counting down with our wonderful top 40 tracks of 2020 that we just decided we're just going to choose four of our favorite albums of the year and, and, and let them speak for themselves. And that's what we've done, isn't it? And also, Dan, it is tighter than a cat's anus this year. So... <laughs> Uh, we don't want to order them or choose. We just want to celebrate four of our favourite albums of the year. We do. And what a treat we've got in store to kick things off this week. Because on the turntable this week, it's What the Future Holds by Steps. So it's Steps. We talked about them early on in the year with Buzz. Fortunately for us, they have just released a new album this year as well with much hype much excitement. Uh, it's finally with us. And I think, Dan, we're very proud to say, happy to say, it's one of our albums of the year. Uh, and we genuinely mean that. We do, because this album only came out a couple of days ago. It came out this Friday, just gone. So is that a bit quick to be calling it one of our albums of the year? Well, first off, let's say, you know, not to, not to brag or anything, but we have had it for a few weeks or months now, so we've got to know it. But also, it genuinely is one of the best pop albums of the year there's absolutely no denying that there's no escaping that is there uh it's pure pop it's pure fun it's just what we need at the end of a really tough year actually uh and thinking about a tough december as it will be this is really going to help me through not being able to go to the usual parties your christmas party is cancelled i got the uh, notification the other day to say that had been uh, deleted by you which as i've said before is normally the official start of christmas uh this is going to help me keep my spirits up also just to say just make very clear to any of my other friends that are listening uh the party's not cancelled it's just we've deleted will from the uh, guest list what very very strict numbers nowadays hon just got to i've got my bubble coming Anyway, uh, we're also really happy to say that we uh, were fortunate to have a uh, a great chat with all five members of Steps, uh, and they were very happy to go through the album with us, track by track. Yeah, this is this is one of the autumn highlights of track by track, isn't it? Steps, as you said, we've done Buzz, we've done Steptacular, so and and also I'm going to say it. I think this is one of their best albums yet, one of their strongest albums yet. So to actually sit down with all five of them via Zoom. and Yeah, they actually, just going to say, the worst part of it was, if there is a worst part, is that we should have been in the room with them. We should have been, but we were on Zoom. 
And that was the original plan, wasn't it? But unfortunately, once again, this year uh, conspired against us. But they have invited us away next year for a lovely weekend at Soho Farmhouse. So thank you guys for that. Uh, let's not let's not jabber on anymore, Dan. Let's hand over to us who uh, are with Steps. Over to us. Hello, Steps. Welcome. Oh, hello. Hello, everybody. Hey. <laughs> How are you all doing today? Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. I'm good because I've had a week of half term and my kids are back in school. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! So, full disclosure to our listeners, we are recording this uh, early in November. So we are. So yeah, half time has just happened. We are about to go into a second lockdown. So we don't really know what the future holds at the moment. Um, Didn't have to run out of mouth. We do know that. Today uh, <laughs> in real life. What the Future Holds has just been released a few days ago and we are going to talk about it track by track today. Uh, and it is our first album of 2020 as well. Woo! Oh, Woo! Yay! <laughs> I'm very enthusiastic. Come on, everybody. <laughs> so I think for, for me, uh, as first of all, first and foremost, going to say this, huge, huge, huge Steps fan. And I'm absolutely gutted that I had this opportunity to record a podcast with you guys and we're not in the same room. We're not even all in the same country right now, are we? Um, so full disclosure, next year at the O2, I'll be running around uh, backstage trying to find you all. <laughs> Sounds good. Deal. Security. If they let you loose. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been a big fan for a long, long time. Um, was thrilled when you came back a couple of times over the last few years, but in particular, I think last, the last album, Tears on the Dance Floor, was such a big hit. And it's amazing for fans of Steps that you're back so soon with uh, this new album, What the Future Holds. But also, it's doing phenomenally well. How is it for you guys being back so quickly, I suppose? Was that always the plan, to come back so quickly after Tears on the Dance Floor? Um, I, I think the plan was for us never to really go away. It just takes time to prepare these things. So there's quieter moments when we're processing and recording and getting things in the bag ready to go. So, um, yeah, we're not coming back. I think we're just carrying on. I like that. <laughs> She's on fire. Yeah. And does that mean, in, in the spirit of carrying on, does that mean there's more obviously i don't want to get ahead because the album's only just come out but is there then more <laughs> to come in the future as well i mean we've um obviously got the tour coming up we um we're planning on doing summer dates so we hope that that's all going to go forward and then uh, when it gets to that stage that's when we start talking about what's happening next so we don't even know that yet but it's I, i'm sure it's a yes <laughs> she's <laughs> crossing fingers i don't know <laughs> And you must be absolutely thrilled with the reaction from the fans as well, because the lead track, What the Future Holds, is, we're going to talk about it in more detail shortly, it is a banger, but it, the fans love it, I'd say, dare I say, even more than Scared of the Dark, which was obviously massive. We're like a sparkly boomerang, aren't we? We just keep coming back. <laughs> it's been amazing, actually, and I think every single time we release any material, it's always a bit... Um, we have that moment of apprehension, I suppose, where you just wonder whether people are going to like it as much as we do. I think we, we're quite good judges of what we think suits us and what we think will be good for us to record. But as for everybody else and what they like, it's always a bit daunting to, to know that it, when you've held on to something for such a long time that other people are going to hear it and it's not just ours anymore. 
So yeah, it is amazing. And we're just really, really lucky. We've got such a loyal legion of fans. And I think with, you know, straight off the back, what the future holds came out and then immediately just that huge response again with something in your eyes, um, just not, not so long ago now. And that's, Dan and I were having a text argument this morning about which track we preferred. <laughs> it's quite interesting because um, they're so, so very different. Um, we, uh, when we were putting this album together, the last album, um, I think was full of um, so many dance floor uh, songs. Um, and this one seems like a bit of a roller coaster, really. So to go from What the Future Holds, written by Sia, that was massive, sort of a very sort of disco, up-to-date dance tune, and then to something that's very ABBA-esque, um, and completely a different ilk. It's, it was um, it was quite not daunting, but it was definitely um, we were waiting to see whether it was going to be something people loved or whether they'd be you know sort of thrown out of the ballpark the other way because mm. um, it's kind of a taster for this album that it's so very different and there's so many different genres. Kind of a what do we say? A, 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 it's like the old new no the new old oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> New old steps. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. New old steps. Old new steps. <laughs> new old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Let's just forget that one. <laughs> so you get stuck into the album proper. Um, so just a little bit first to say this is the, what the future holds is the sixth studio album from Steps. It was released just a few days ago. Uh, but let's get stuck in to the first track. Side one, back one is, I'm just gonna play a little snippet of it now, What the Future Holds. I'm drowning in my obviously the title track from the album and the first single um this was probably the song that kicked off everything for, for this whole album actually it was the first song that was um one of the first songs that was played to us and i think as soon as we heard it we knew that it was a massive massive banger um and the demo that was played to us actually i think we all the vocalist on it seemed quite familiar <laughs> and then we found out afterwards that Sierra had written it so um it, it's it's just one of those moments where you think oh my god I can't actually believe this is this is for us and this could be our song because it was I think we all instantly loved it and and to have a song written by such an, a, a kind of modern and relevant I hate that word relevant but it it's the only one I can think of, um, songwriter um, for Steps. And, and a song that was she wrote and she, I think it was meant to be initially for herself, but decided against it. And it was her idea to pass it on to us. So to have somebody like that who would actually think of us and think that a song would be good for us in our new era is, is really, it's quite flattering, really. And you've got um, Greg Kirsten as well. Um... Cool. Uh, in, in the mix there and he's such a big name in the in the whole pop world and he's worked with so many different artists as well and I think they have a really great collaboration between them as well 
um, I think it just makes the, the song sound huge and and really instant. Yeah, it really is. It's one of those songs that you just kind of, the minute that intro starts, you think, well, this is quite exciting. This is going to be something massive. And obviously we are, we do like to make things as big as possible. The bigger, the better, really. I think there's nothing, there's nothing subtle about steps. And I don't think there's anything subtle about this song either. There was a general feeling as well when this track first dropped that it was, this is the pop song that we need right now. Uh, and to kind of lift us out of everything that's been happening this year and just to have a, just a pure euphoric pop moment um, that we hadn't had in, in music in the charts this year. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. We, um, we were obviously due to release all of this in earlier on in the year and, and make all our announcements just before we all went into lockdown the first time. Um, and it probably wouldn't have been quite appropriate. I think releasing a song called What the Future Holds at that moment probably would, wouldn't have been the best idea. But I think just at that moment, I think everybody had just, we've all been through the summer and, and, and it, was, it's, it has been getting tougher and tougher, hasn't it, for everybody. So just to have something that is pure, unapologetic pop music to, tr- to lift spirits, if that's what it did, hopefully it did, then, then that's great. And, and if people did feel that way about it, then I think that's a really nice thing for us to be, be able to, to say that we maybe have contributed to. And the same with the album, actually. Dan and I kind of said to each other over the weekend, you know, this is the album that we need, actually, at the end of the year. Just a, a brilliant, fun, varied pop album with so many different people involved, so many different sounds, that it's... I think we'd be very thankful for it, haven't we, Dan? Absolutely, yeah, really. Especially us getting it just as we were kind of going into back into a, a dark place. It, yeah, just cl- you know, put it on, close your eyes, and you're in Steps World, which is... Um, nice place. It's always sunny there, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the things that fans love about this song as well um, is hearing kind of the vocals split five ways. Obviously, it's not the right thing for every single song, but it must be nice to come back with the track and, you know, see me perform on the one show and things like that for it to be all of you showcasing all five parts of Steps. That must have been pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, for us, uh, we are quite unique as a band, I think because there's nothing out there like us. There are no uh, other boy-girl bands that I can name. There are boy bands and girl bands, but we have something so special when the five of us get together with our personality, with our chemistry, vocally. And for us to come back with a bang after a little hiatus and to have such an impact, it was just mind-blowing, wasn't it? Just the reaction. And I just think that we had all of our ducks lined up in a row. Our management team, our record company, everybody, all of the jigsaw pieces just fit so well together. And as soon as we got the green light, we were ready to go. And it just blew my mind how this machine was so well oiled and it was so well received. And I have to say as well, um, you know, Spice Girls did an amazing job last year without Parshan, they've done it before without Jerry, but correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it feels like, with steps, it's it's five or nothing. Is that right, Lisa? Um, yeah, I think we we always said if we were going to return to the music industry, we wanted it to be the five original members of of steps, and I think that's definitely part of our success story. 
that we we stuck to our guns and and we we kept that promise and we've come back as a as a strong five piece as a, as opposed to watering it down and having fewer members like some of our peers have have done. So let's move on to track two now, and this is something in your eyes. It's our second single from uh, What the Future Holds. Um, really exciting. Um, it was, um, I think we felt, well, I personally felt a little bit apprehensive that it would be such a big jump of genres um, that I didn't know that how it would be received. But I remember when we were in the room and the demo was being played, uh, literally, as soon as we heard it, um, it was such a strong ABBA-esque type number we knew that you know as steps we could nail this one and we actually felt like it kind of almost did what it well, it said on the tin you know we know that our fans really enjoy it when we do that type of style of uh, song um so um yeah we we're absolutely blown away uh, to get the reaction but i think the thing that really surprised me um was the reaction to the video um we uh it was um, directed by carly cousin and um it's in a sort of pastel rainbow palette that we haven't done before which was quite interesting um and i mean it's super camp it is and i think people were ready for a bit of camp as well because it's nice us doing our dance tracks and you know having something a bit more grown up as such but I think everybody loves a little bit of camp now and then and it's just I think they were ready for that um plus um it went straight into the iTunes video charts here in the UK um, um and then um it was trending um and we actually hit the US iTunes chart at number seven which wow. was like I mean, we're not huge in the US. Um, we, it's not a targeted market that we've um, been aiming for for the last few years, at least. Um, and um, I think that really blew me away um, because you just feel like this generation, um, we, uh, you can reach so far around the world these days because of social media. You know, our fans can get in touch with us immediately via messaging and Instagram and, and you know, what have you. Um, so it was a really interesting turn of events to, um, yeah, reach the US and be noted for it. So, yeah, kind of blew us away. Might be time to head back over there then. Um, obviously, you've called that before, <laughs> haven't you? So maybe it's uh, 2021, 2022, whenever it's allowed. I mean, who knows? That would be exciting, wouldn't it? They, they deserve some I mean, like, as we've said, already a lot and we're going to say more right now this is what people need uplifting great pop music uh so maybe america just don't know that they need it but but they do <laughs> they do there's a, a guy who's on my instagram yesterday actually i was reading it and he's from america and he was saying the same thing that he doesn't understand why we've not been out there as much as we are and the fact that they do need it right now with everything they're going through and he's got loads of friends and family and everyone else that loves steps and so you never know you never know 
definitely. Uh, we're big fans of the video. We do love the use of a lazy Susan in the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody put um, somebody put a little meme on saying um, I, um, I was doing the countdown wheel on the spinning wheel. Yeah, that was a countdown. Yeah. And uh, the sunglasses as well. It took me back to I think it was um, uh, Johnny Depp's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that kind of thing. Looked like he was oh in yeah, the <laughs> yeah, with the white suits on. Yeah, That's <laughs> just what we were going for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I love that you're saying this one's very Abba-esque because, of course, it is. And just that relationship that Steps have had with Abba from thank Abba for the music. Of course, you covered Leo, you love on me, Dancing Queen. Um, are you all big ABBA fans? It's a completely one-sided relationship. <laughs> well, the, um, obviously there was a uh, story of a heart last year, wasn't there? So it's, um, I like to think that was a, a gift from Ben and Bjorn. That's how I'm seeing it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and of course, this song, Something in Your Eyes, was a cover of uh, a Jenny Silver track. Were, were you all aware of it? Or was it, um, when you heard it, did you hear it for the first time as a step song? I've got um, a very, I've got a very good wife who is quite high up in the music industry with her friend of all these weird and wonderful obscure tracks that go out there. And I, I always play these songs and they'll both turn around to me and go, oh, I've heard that one. Or my friend, he's got it on his phone. And I'd be like, have you got this? Because this is our track. This is like, we're just about to record this. So for me personally, yeah, I, I knew it was a song that was already out there, but like you say, it's Abba-esque. It, it suits steps down to the ground, you know, and it's just perfect for us to do. And I think Faye hit the nail on the head before about the success we had, not just with the song, but also with the video. And I, I think the video is just a step up, you know, no pun intended there at all, but people have really, you know, jumped on board the video, a number one video again, like the number one video for what the future holds. So we're doing something right, be it a cover or not, we're doing something right. And we can't move on to the next track without mentioning the key change, uh, which is just phenomenal. We <laughs> have a key change. Nobody does key changes anymore, do they really? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Flying the flag for the key change, exactly. I think um, it just gives you that extra little lift, doesn't it, sometimes? It's exciting. I think it happened in um, Scared of the Dark. Well, actually, originally, it wasn't there. Do you remember Scared of the Dark? And we asked for the key change because we needed more drama and we wanted to accelerate and heighten <laughs> it. And then, yeah, more is more. in the song. It, yeah. And then since then, we're like, we need a key change. <laughs> Every song with a key change. <laughs> exactly. Track number three now. Uh, and we're really into the album proper now with Clouds. this song it's just one of those songs that you put on and you feel absolutely brilliant it's kind of one of those anthemic chants my kids love this one especially because it i mean there's that hook in there whoa and i think it's really unusual for a step song it sounds so identifiably steps but really unusual for steps don't you think it it doesn't really fit with any of our other songs on any album i don't think 
but I think that's a really good thing and it kind of put, it keeps people off guard. Anybody else agree? <laughs> totally. It's a great change. It's a great change of pace as well. After the first two tracks, which are just like all out bangers, this is, it's got a great beat of its own, but it's, it's a nice, it's a nice step change uh, as we like get into like the first album track proper on there. Um, yeah, I think it's really a little bit more mature, dare I say, a bit more sophisticated. Um, but for me, it sounds like, uh, like a, a more mature version of Words Are Not Enough. You know, when we did back in the day, so there's still that nod to our previous back catalogue and obviously pointing towards the future. Yeah, I love this one. I do. I adore this. I uh, love Words Are Not Enough, by the way. I think that's uh, almost so many steps bangers now. That's almost such a like, underrated steps banger, but that's such a good song. On tour for a for God, how many years? God, like maybe two or three tours. Maybe we should do that on the we next did one. In 2012, I thought, didn't we? No, yeah, a long time ago. We're on the Christmassy one. But I, I think this song, Clouds, is going to be a real moment of the tour next year because it isn't one of the all-out bangers, like we said, but it's so uplifting and the message of it of kind of keep your head in the clouds is really kind of beautiful and poignant. And I can just visualize this one live, but. Have you started to think, have you all got ideas already about what songs are going to sound great on tour? I think this time more than, probably more than most tours, we're really going to struggle to pin down a set list because I think with the back catalogue that we've got already and now another two albums worth of new material from Tears on the Dance Floor and What the Future Holds, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really interesting to see how we amalgamate the two eras together and, and just come up with a set list that that we can fit as much in as possible. <laughs> it's just going to be one giant yeah. mega mix, isn't it? Yeah. We, need, we need a giant time machine. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to suggest like a, a Bruce Springsteen or Paul McCartney-esque like three and a half hour show, but they're not dancing, are they, when they're performing? So it's oh, not God. <laughs> And again, this, this message of keep, uh, keep your head in the clouds, uh, Lisa, it really reminded me, and I don't know if it's, this is one of the things I've made up or if it was real, but years ago, I think I remember reading that you had a, a five-year diary and you put at the back, are, are you famous yet or something like that? Oh. Is that Yes, it's locked in my attic in my, um, in my house in Ascot, actually. But yeah, I, I think I had it at the start of Steps. So there's all sorts in there. It would, it would be a best-selling novel for sure. <laughs> it's very colourful. Um, but at the, as when it was new, at the end of the book, I wrote a little note to myself saying, oh, you know, did you make it? Have you made it? So, yeah, that's, um, that's true. Um, and as, as we know, yeah, I've, I've got it under lock and key. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Right, we're ready to move on to track four. Uh, and this one is To the Beat of My Heart. this song when I heard it because it's very much down the pop dance direction which which I, I love on a personal level and also when steps are, are doing pop dance um and it there's, a, there's quite a few different writers on there including it's co-written by um Molly King who we know from Saturdays and 
and now Radio One. Um, so I think there was a collaboration um, of writers on the track and we actually went to Brighton to record it. So that was that was a great day. I had a day out in Brighton getting attacked by the, the seagulls on the pier, eating my donuts. That's my that's my story from, <laughs> from the recording day. <laughs> It's worth mentioning as well, like also M and E K, but Xenomania are behind this. Who huge pop um, history behind them? Dan and I have, have massive fans of the, a lot of their work. The stuff they did with likes of Girls Aloud, uh, Saturdays, uh, Pet Shop Boys as well, more recently. And I think they have a brilliant production sound, and it just this is so so instantly catchy. I was I was humming it after the first listen yeah I, th- I think you're right there's you know there's, there's so many um talented writers involved in, in in the production side as well so it's they've got it's got that sound hasn't it like you say it's, it's got that instant hook um and yeah I, th- I think it, I think it was really good fun to record actually because I, I remember just bopping away in this uh, in the studio um yeah you know it's, it's got a good dancey up up upbeat feeling and uh, it's, it's kind of quite funky as well. Like there's guitar in there, they're quite funk guitar, um, which is really good. And we've not heard uh, since, or not so much maybe since Stomp or something like that. Um, I think it reminds me do you know, of the, do you know the Doobie Brothers? Do the Midnight, what's it called? Uh, yeah. Listen to the music. Yes, listen to the music. Yeah, yeah. It starts with, with that like funky guitar. It reminds yes, me of that. Yes, yeah. And so this song, as you said, this song's got lots of different writers on there. The the whole album is like a whole different, lots of different teams in this one. Uh, but we just celebrated 20 years of Buzz a few weeks ago. And of course, on that album, each of you wrote a track with uh, with guest writers. Are you, is it still, is there, is, was it a conscious decision to not write and contribute to the albums at the minute? Or is it something you might want to go back to? No, I I would love to. I've been banging on to management and everybody. You know, I I love writing, and it's it's something that I'm I'm missing. Um, it's you know, look, it's brilliant. We've got access to all these great writers, but for me, that is something that I enjoy, um, and I love that creativity. And I think as well because we've been going for twenty plus years. You know, we 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 know steps inside and out. Um, and so it's our story, isn't it? So no, it's it's. I still hope that we, you know, we can have some um, creative writing input on on uh, on one of the albums at some at some point. It, 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 I you know I do feel strongly about that. It means a lot to me personally, but um, I think it's difficult with everything that's happening and where where we all are and, and what have you. So it's not always easy to to um, arrange and make happen. And I have to say, there's lots of, um, from the episode, lots of great feedback on the tracks you guys wrote. Um, in particular, Lee, Turn Around, that is a bit of a fan favourite. Yeah, um, like Lisa said then, I think even going back all those years, you just, you kind of know what Steps is about and what's needed. And for me personally, I've always said this, people always go on and on about, you know, boys not being heard and vocals this and vocals that. It's To me, what's important is the overall band sound is what people love about Steps. And it's the collaboration of the five people where the voices blend. And yes, you may hear one voice a little bit more than others at times, but I don't really care if I'm honest. If the overall sound of Steps is good, that's what it's about. And when I wrote Buzz, I had that in my head. It was just trying to split it out, give people their shot, write it for the band, not write a solo just for me. It wasn't really about that. And I think that's maybe why the fans like it, because 
maybe it leans a little bit more towards an actual stepped track than it just, you know, being a solo track. Because we used to do solo tracks on tour. And I think that was our little moment to shine. And we all love doing that because it shows what creatively we can do, performance-wise we can do. Um, but to sit in the studio, it's, it's, it's a different hat that you wear. And I think you've, you've got you've to be able to actually not put yourself first and sit back and go, right, I'm just going to write what I think works and, and let's see what happens. And that's what I did. Amazing. So let's move on now to track number five. And this is Father's Eyes. I think this this song I've listened to it and it can be taken I think a few ways depending what you take from the lyrical content of the song um, and the, the way I'm taking it and maybe the guys agree with me or not is it's it's almost like when you're in um and I'm sure we've all been there in a relationship that you're just blinkered and you're blind in this relationship and you think it's the best thing ever but everybody on the outside can see that it's a little bit doomed and it's not really work it's not really going to work um, there's lyrical cues when, when they say I'm lost in my sanity, for example, you know, you think you're in the right place, but you're just being insane by putting up with this terrible relationship. Um, parents are always right. Parents can see it. You know, they try and guide you, but they don't get involved. Um, and then when you end up splitting up years later, they'll go, well, I knew it wasn't the right one for you anyway. You know, it's that type of thing. Um, and that's how I've sort of took it. Um, seeing it through the father's eyes, it can be taken, like you say, maybe there's a realisation at the end and they are seeing it through the parents' eyes or they're actually looking into their father's eyes and seeing that the father actually knows that this isn't going anywhere, but they, they don't want to get too involved. And that, that's, how I, that's how I see this track. Um, it's just, we've all been there. It's young love. It's loving that person. Maybe it's the first time you fall in love and you just think you know everything and you're right. Years later, you realise you probably weren't. Um, but it's a beautiful track. Um, I think we've done a good take of it. Um, some nice harmonies and that in there. It was written by Arnthor Briggison, if I'm saying that right. And Ina Worldstrand. It's obviously done Britney Spears stuff and things like that. So, yeah, it's a great track. I love I love the 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 change the switch it almost wrong foots you at the start because you feel like you're going in you know for a real big ballad, yeah. uh, but then you've got some great other sound and production that kicks in. I think that's part of the mix with the, the lyrics as well. I think, like I just said, within the story, it's like you feel like you're in something, but actually it's, it's not quite right for you. It takes you one way and you end up going another way. And I don't know if that's intentionally written and produced like that. Um, if it's not, then it was a, a great fluke. But if it is, then, you know, they've been very clever. Um, that's, that's how I took it. We keep getting loads of great um, remixes. Um, loads of people are doing uh, incredible work um, and we've just listened to some this morning and the remix of this one I think are better than the album version I love maybe we can do them or two I just love them just thought I'd give them a shout out they're brilliant I was gonna say but are we gonna actually uh, get to hear them and put them out hopefully would be all over that we're very happy with that and I love of course this this song lyrically it's um talking about father's eyes and with clouds there was talk um lyrically it's talking about the message uh, from mum or something like that 
it got me thinking about parents and of course steps are now parents what do your kids think about steps now and how and how huge you are i was just playing stuff last night to my kids uh, because they were they were saying uh, daddy dad can we see you dancing on stage so i thought okay right i'll put youtube on and i'll put them on stage with us because we all brought our children on stage with us at wembley on the last tour and i couldn't because now they're at the age where they can they kind of get it whereas back then they were just literally like Woo! and they just stole my microphone and started singing hiya 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 <laughs> in the middle of the song but for, to see their reaction was just priceless. It, and it, yeah, it was just really quite emotional last night. But of, of course, everybody else's children are older, so they totally get what's going on. Because Lisa, your, your kids are performers in their own right, aren't they? So is there a worry if you bring them on stage that they might you know, try and take the spotlight from you? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very much about being supportive. Um, yeah, Jaden and Star are, are, are lovely, beautiful singers and dancers, like you say, in, in their own right. and. Um, do lots of lots of shows and productions. So it's more the, the fact that we could share that moment on stage with our children. And um and I think also, you know, for, for me it's I'm so supportive of what of what they're doing. So it's just it's just lovely to be honest. Maybe we'll get a steps juniors one day. Yeah, mini steps. <laughs> what a great idea, like S Club Juniors. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there was some nodding and some shaking of the head there. <laughs> we move on, Dan? Yes, so track number six now, and this is One Touch. touch um when we heard this track i immediately thought okay 90s throwback here um for me it sounded like a bit of an anastasia type track i don't know if anyone agrees with me on that one 100%. yeah um for us it isn't the typical sort of chorus you know belty soprano max um uh, capacity it's a little bit lower and a slight I mean rockier is the wrong word but you know where I'm going with this sort of pop rock but for me it was it was a 90s throwback and I quite liked that um, and then you put on our voices obviously makes it sound um, stepsy um, but I also felt like it had um, a little bit of what's the um, song that we did boom bam boom boom what's that one called maybe don't, 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 don't dance yeah thank you um, I thought it had that sort of feel about it as well. So it was quite an interesting one to put on the album. A nice sort of sort of slower pop song. It's not quite mid-tempo. It's a bit faster than that. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. It's it's slightly different to our normal genre. So um, I thought a really great album track, something different. I was getting I Will Survive vibes from this one, I think, because of the strings. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the strings, yeah. Yeah. And also a really, really interesting sort of middle eight 
that takes it to a completely different platform again, sort of. That you weren't it, expecting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely. Yeah, and gets all belty and lovely at the end. So I think that's a good one for everyone to sing along with in their cars. You know, when you get stuck at the traffic lights, singing like a Muppet, that's me. Yeah. I think Dan, Dan and I were struggling to think of like this track and quite a few others on the album, like possible potential future singles, because there are so many that you could, that could be the next that could be the one after that as well. And this track, for example, could be huge. Did, did you think that one stuck out to you then as a mm. potential single? Interesting. I think H said that, didn't you, H? You said the same about this one. I say the same about every song. I actually love this album. True. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, to Will's point though, this, you know, we're four album tracks in now and for, I think we both agree, each one could be a single, could be a hit single. Um, and I actually think, I don't know if you guys agree, I think this might be the strongest Steps album ever. Wow. That's amazing. We're, we're like a fine wine, aren't we? <laughs> That's humble. <laughs> I don't even drink wine. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, that. Well, that's very complimentary. We know you, you know you're pop boys, so thank you very much for the compliment. I think I don't think the biggest the biggest thing was, especially at the moment, is when I the first time I finished I listened to the album all the way through, I just had the biggest smile on my face. And regardless of anything else, isn't that just what you want from a from a pop album? Why is, why, why is it because of the situation we're in? Because we've been away, or tell yeah, tell us. I think it's, music. I think it's an, a brand new Steps album. Brilliant. Also. We need great pop music to listen to at the moment because everyone needs a lift and something to be happy about, but also because it's so good. And to Dan's point, a, you know, a brilliant, a brilliant Steps album. Like as a performer, it's, it's quite difficult. Like if you watch yourself back on TV or you sort of hear your own voice, you get a little bit, oh, oh no, turn it off or whatever. And I think it says a lot if you can actually sit there and listen to your own, you know, your own, I've got it here, our own album and actually enjoy it and be it on the background or whatever really listen to the music enjoy the music and i think the difference with this one especially to um tears on the dance floor is there's i think Faye said it at the beginning you've got your ballads on this you've got your abrest songs you've got your emotional tracks you've got your high up tempo disco style tracks i think there's something in it for everyone mm. and it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster rather than a bullet train that just puts you on the dance floor and sends you off you know, I think it's a bit mature and there's a bit more to it, but for me personally. So I, I do, I think you're right. I think it is a, it's a nice album. It's a good album and, and hopefully people do love it. I think, do you know, do you know when there's so much, I, I love great pop music and I love it when an artist delivers exactly what I want. And when an artist comes back and I'm just a bit like, oh meh, I wanted that to be so good and it's not. And I'm, it's really hard for us to take ourselves out of this situation, but you have to, you have to be subjective about it. And for me, I love great pop music. And I, I always say, if I wasn't in Steps, I would love Steps. And I think this album does exactly what Lee has just said. It ticks all of the boxes. And for us to come back with such a bang and such an impact and with a great quality album means the world to us. I think it's, it's absolutely that. And also for the fans, you know, when you guys came back together for the first time in 2012, it was a huge surprise. It was a huge treat. Then there was a few years away again. Then when you came back with Tears on Dance Floor again, it was just, it felt, it felt every, every time you, you're now bringing out something new, it's like a massive bonus 
to the fans like me who have been there from day one. And, you know, we know that you, if you didn't want to do it, you didn't have to do it anymore, but it's just, um, yeah, it just brings those original fans and the new fans now, just brings us so much joy. So just actually thank you so much for, for still doing, for still being there. Oh, thanks, lovely. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on to track seven now. Uh, this is Under My Skin. Absolutely one of my favourite songs I think we've ever recorded. I, I remember um, when we first got the demo, just thinking, oh my God, this is amazing and we have to do it. Um, I don't think everybody was completely convinced straight away. I was Remember H didn't like this one, no. No, I, it's, <laughs> the demo was very, it sounded very Massive Attack, quite indie. And then obviously now the, the version it is, it's totally pop. I, I, I love this song. Yeah, and I, it's just, I don't know. I think it's just a really, really special song. And I think there's, we probably don't get too many songs like this on our doorstep a lot of the times because everybody does think of us as this kind of big up-tempo releasing bangers type of, type of group. But I think when we do do ballads that they have to be amazing. And this, really did tick that box for me. I think um, Rachel Ferner is one of the writers on, and she's written for Little Mix and, and a lot of other songs. And she wrote a couple on my solo album and I actually wrote with her for my solo album. And she's just, she's a great singer herself. She, I think she was an artist for a while and she just, I don't know, she just taps into something that is really emotional and really, clever and she's only young she's not I was gonna say she's quite young isn't she yeah. as well. she is she's not she I think she's only in her 20s I think but she's just and she's working with her you just she's constantly thinking she's just on it all the time she can play and play instruments and she can and she can emote you and kind of tell you exactly what she wants you to do and I think it was her doing the vocal on this demo and the emotion that comes that came out of it, I think just that's what sold it to me as well. I just this is yeah, I just think it's a really special song and I'm so glad that we got to record it because I think it's gonna be one that hopefully we'll do on tour and it will kind of fill that fill that little ballad gap for us. Um when, when we, we get to sit down. Yeah, <laughs> when, we, yeah when we can stop <laughs> for a couple of minutes so we can actually yeah, not move for, for one song, that would be nice. But yeah, I just love it. So I, I, yeah, I hope everybody... And actually, going back to how we pick singles, this is one that I, I wish had been or would be a single for us because I think it's just really different. I think with them, uh, ballads, quite an interesting point is that people on... Uh, or when we pick things for the radio, I think people are less likely to pick a slow song from us yeah. So I think that's been the tricky thing because I think we all loved this one. So, um, yeah, that's, I think, probably why it was voted against this one. 
But it was released as a, a bit of a buzz track, wasn't it? It was. It, yeah. You know, and it's, that was our compromise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing an instant gratification taster. Yeah. <laughs> We're very old school. So we love the, you know, single one, single two, album, single three, double A side. Um, well, we loved a day with double A side, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, talked, we talked about that. We talked to the, the Steps Love of Double A Side on the Buzz episode we did recently. We did talk about that quite a bit around kind of the Steps history of Double A Sides. Because you'd have um, the old album track with the next album track. Um, and also my favourite one was when uh, I know him so well, Double A Side with Words Not Enough, but it was on Abermania like two years before. But it was, it, it deserved to be out there. It was a great cover. Yeah. You were the king... <laughs> Queens of double A. Did anybody else do this? I think it was just a way because back then we were way too uncool. Nobody played us on the radio. So we were like, right, we have to maximize television appearances. And we did plays because it <laughs> we need a backup. Twice. <laughs> that's the way that's why we did it. Because nobody would play us. It's been so great to hear, like with for the most recent uh, singles now, but so so much on Radio 2, like they've been absolutely... Wow, who'd have thought, who'd have thunk it, right? The, the it's, been, it's been brilliant to hear. So, probably time, after all that ballad talk now, we're going to go on to a bit of a banger for the next one. So, let's hear a little bit of Heartbreak in This City. To make you mine I just see heartbreak in this city But I keep on loving you Yeah, another feel-good song. I mean, you know, it, I remember when we were recording it and when we were with, with Alias who, who were producing it and they were, um, we were all dancing in the studio and we were kind of coming up with, you know, call me on the telephone, all these like kind of clips. You could kind of see the the, the dance routine that, that we would do to it. And I remember thinking, I can just imagine people dancing up and down the country to, to this track. Um, so yeah, I think you know again, it's got that that feel good pop dance um, vibe. And one of the writers was one of our original Steps writers, Carl Twig, when we used to work um, with Pete in the PWL studios. So you know, it's nice to have um, one of the original writers on on the the new album as well. Yeah, he wrote a lot of Step One, didn't he? Yeah, well, it was um, it was Mark and Carl who were. Um our main co-writers along with Andrew Frampton and Pete they basically did a lot of our first three albums didn't they guys I think um yeah and it was two, really. I love this one I think it's it, it for me it feels like a spiritual successor to Scared of the Dark oh really I don't know why specifically but just the vibe was really nice and obviously the way it all kicks off at the chorus uh, again as you're not quite expecting it to go yeah the intro is very similar yeah I get that it's definitely got the um the essence of steps in the 90s I think it's definitely and that obviously comes from Carl Twig being one of the writers for it I think it's just it has got that um retro steps feel about it much like something in your eyes has I think it's um it's that one foot in the past one foot in the future 
element of this album, I think. Lisa, you mentioned before about um, some of the dance moves, call me on the telephone with this one. How much input do you guys have on the on the dances? So, do you know, it, it really is a, um, a, a work in progress. You know, we, we like to get the ideas from our choreographer. Um, and then we do like to have our input and, and tweak as we go along, you know, once we get into the studio, because we love a hook and we know how important it is that it's relatable to our audience and to our fans. And, you know, again, I think that's definitely one of our strengths and, and one of the reasons we, we've been so successful is because we wanted to use dance and it's so universal. It didn't matter which country it was going to, you know, cultures, languages, anything. It's just, it's for everybody and everyone can feel inclusive and, you know, join in. Um, and I, I think, you know, the great thing is they, everybody kind of feels a part of it, especially when we go on tour and when we do a dance routine and you have a, a sea of people doing the moves back at us, which is wonderful. And I just think everybody feels a part of it. So we haven't done the dance routine to this one yet, but it was just the, the idea that we could, you can imagine, you can, you know, you put it on there and um, I think it's quite kitchen. I think I can imagine it would, um, yeah, be popular in the clubs. And have you got any favourite routines from, from over the years? Oh, that is, that's a really tough question because I, I love, I love my dancing. Um, and so I've, I've loved probably, most of most of them um we've got we've had some great dance routines and i think you know they, they are quite iconic you've got all these hooks like tragedy and um it, it's hard to say or sing the words without breaking into the dance routine because they're, they're embedded in our memories forever and um i don't know what's your what's your favorite boys have you got a favorite dance routine the hardest was you'll be sorry do you remember that was a hell of a dance routine to oh my do you mm. that one was hard i think baby don't dance was a really hard one as well. Um, I think my or oh, my favourite actual uh, performance of a song that we did was on our was it the tour we came back with in two thousand twelve, and it was it's the way it made me feel when we we came on with the fans and we did the you know that kind of baroque avant garde performance that I loved that. Lee, how about you? Um, I think Deeper Shade of Blue is quite iconic as well, mm -hmm. and it's. It's, you know, especially this move, everybody, like you've just done, yeah, everybody knows that, they pick up on that. It's probably not as iconic as the tragedy move, but it's a close second, I think, doing doing this. Um, and I, I quite enjoy performing Deep Shade of Blue as well. I think it's a good one to perform. It does get the crowd going. Um, so, yeah, that's probably up there with one of my favourites, I would say. Definitely. I remember loving the uh, Love's Got a Hold of My Heart with the little run on the spot thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spinning top and up. We're actually on the in this uh, new album. We've got our window wipers, which is uh, what the future yeah. holds. We've got sun visors for the uh, uh, something in your eyes. So yeah, <laughs> keeping the thing going. <laughs> okay, track number nine now. Uh, so we want to come and dance with me. All right then. <laughs> is that an offer? <laughs>
coming down to me, Carl Ryden, Fiona Bevan. Um, obviously, we know that they did Scared of the Dark, which is our, our big comeback track. Oh, I can't say comeback, can I? Or, or, Return. Or, uh, <laughs> and to be honest with you, I, I, I was listening to this, and I think it, adds, it sort of encapsulates everything that Steps is about. It's just really about letting yourself go, having a good time, being in the moment, and just enjoying yourself. And I think that's that's what we are about. And obviously it's a dance track. It's hopefully we'll get you on the dance floor. Um, and yeah, it's, it's quite simple to me, that one. It's quite short and sweet. Is what it is, does what it says on the tin. I think it's just a dream team writers and producers, actually. I like I love um, Fiona Bevan's voice um, when we hear her demos come through. I think she's got a really interesting sort of contemporary pop tone uh to her um and Cole Ryden I just love as well so um yeah I like these guys uh, whenever we get a tune in from these guys I, I really enjoy it so yeah nice to have another their tracks on you can tell us come from these especially with the you know the live string sections which is obviously where yeah started yeah. um this reminds me uh, a song of the last album do you remember Firefly in that kind of I was gonna say that yeah I agree I think as well You'd have to be pretty stubborn to have steps singing "Come and Dance with Me" and not accept that invitation. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, this is another one. I think I can say this about every song, but another one that I can see really going off on tour next year as well. I think just that whole flamenco vibe as well, and uh, a potential mashup with "Summer of Love." Maybe that's just that's what I saw in my head when I was. Uh, we matched up last time though, didn't we, with "Summer of Love" and. Paradise Lost. Oh, Paradise Lost. Thing is, it's tricky to keep the fans happy as well because we don't want to miss out on the big tracks that people want to hear. But then people really want to hear different things from us as well. It's going to be really tricky to get the balance right. We have right. to do a whole tour of mashups to get all the songs in. That's the only way. <laughs> it's a great problem to I have. have. I see this one it's like set in a dark kind of Cuban club or something. With tequila. Yeah. yeah tequila. <laughs> Cool, so let's move on to track number 10 now, and this is Don't Leave Us Halfway. Don't you leave us halfway, sorry. Yeah, it's true. You can go your own way, you. If you can face the heartache, true. We can go the hard way, you. You can leave me halfway. If you can. This is one of my absolute favourite songs on the album, I've got to say. Um, this is Don't You Leave Me, <laughs> Don't Leave Us Halfway. I feel like um, when I heard this lyrically, it felt like um, age appropriate for us. <laughs> um, it's um, a song to me about kind of not giving up or the consequences of giving up. Um, and I feel like it has a little bit of a neon blue vibe when the beat kicks in as well. I don't know. I just I just love that we're all a part of this one. It sounds like a real sort of group song. Um, yeah, I love this one. This is this. It's really empowering when, like you say, the lyrics. Um, if we can't be brave, we'll be beautiful. It does really make you feel good when you listen to this song. It's, it's a same kind of message that. Um as neon blue mm. you know all inclusive about being brave and accepting who you are and 
I, I think this will go down so well with our fans on tour. Mm. Sorry, this show's going to be so long. <laughs> it's it's going to be like, like Harry Potter. You'll have to start <laughs> in the morning, do the first show, and then come back in the <laughs> afternoon for the <laughs> to finish it off. <laughs> so track number 11 now. Uh, this is To The One. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I adore this song. To me, it's so 80s inspired and I love that it takes me back to my childhood. This could doesn't would not fit at our place in uh, like Mannequin or Weird Science or, or The Goonies. <laughs> and as well, did, did any of you watch uh, this uh, series Stranger Things? Yeah. This sounds, the intro to this sounds like it wouldn't sound at our place on that. I adore this song so much. And this, this, this is again back to the, the variety and the different styles of tracks on this album. And this is very much like a whole sort of synth synth wave track, which there's so much of kind of out there at the moment. Yeah. This could fit really well alongside so much kind of synth dance music at the moment. Um, and Hannah Robinson, one of the co-writers of this track, is another huge uh, pop name um, in terms of who she's worked with and written for over the years as well. Um, it must have been great to have her involved. Yeah, maybe we can talk to Sophie Ellis about her because she's written for her, hasn't she? We can have a chat yeah. and talk, maybe. Hey, mm. to me, uh, all the really early Pet Shop Boys stuff as well. Do you know all that synth sound that that you know traditional eighties? And I don't think we've really done anything like this before on any of our other albums, which is why I adore this. Um, it's it's kind of, it's you know given a nod to an era which we've never touched before. We've always been classic '90s classic steps, and we've done the odd mature ballads. But this is completely unique, and it doesn't really fit anywhere, which is why I love it. I'd love to hear more steps. Steps goes '80s, <laughs> a whole album of that kind Get of synth sound would be amazing. Now you're talking to me, but like that's yeah. kind of our era when we were all growing up, wasn't it? Really, that kind of. 80s PWL and that, that's all the kind of five star and that's the music that we we love. Didn't we do a cover? What was the nothing's going to stop us now? Oh, we did a cover nice. of that on the last um live promo for on Radio 2 and it was just brilliant. It was so good. Those songs are so fantastic. I don't they don't get enough credit. You remember on the last album we were talking about covering a five star and we forgot about it uh, this time. We've never done it. Yeah, we forgot about it. Damn. <laughs> He's just remembered. That'll be a B-side. Let's do a double A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee, you just mentioned then about uh, Sophie Lispector. Of course, she is opening for you, isn't she, on the tour next year? Are you looking yeah, forward to that? Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm just wondering if she's going to bring her little kitchen disco along <laughs> and the kids and the Millennium Falcon guitar that I absolutely loved in her in her kitchen. So, yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be pretty amazing to see her and. It would be wrong to say that she's supporting us really because you know she's a big enough artist in her own right and it's just going to be a huge show as soon as she comes on till when we leave i think it's just going to be great for everybody yeah you have given fans such a treat in that 
in that double act. It's going to be amazing. Um, shall we move on to the last song on the album? Aww. Sadly, I'm really gutted, but it's a great song. This is Hold My Heart. Bellum, this yes. song. Yeah, me too. Another song, I Need You. Oh, I love that. Yeah, this would this would fit right on one of their albums. <laughs> Thank God it's not, and it's on ours. <laughs> yeah, again, this is another, I seem to have got all the ballads, because um, they're my favourite. Um, you love to dance. Yeah. <laughs> There's no dance routine, hey. I, I really, again, really love this one, right from the very first, first couple of listens to it I think it's just one of those there's a really beautiful blend and I think it works really well with with all our voices on it I think it's got that um oh, you know I, I always forget and I get the mixed up there's two songs there's Christina Aguilera and a, and a guy that's got this kind of vibe and there's one that Pink does with somebody as well that's this say never remember say something it's one of them say something yeah say something and yeah it's got that kind of to me it's got that kind of vibe and it's it's just it's really subtle for a change and really um it's just a beautiful song to sing i think this will probably tick the box that when i said goodbye has done in the past for us i think it um it's just really nice to, to hear us all a little bit more stripped back and a little bit more just focusing on the beauty of the song and the vocals rather than the big production of it. Definitely. The vocals on this song are, well, they are absolutely stunning, but it just feels like almost next level steps vocals on this track. And I think it's because it is so stripped, but the harmonies and just... It, it, did it feel when you was recording this one, Claire? Did it did it feel sort of extra special because it because it is so stripped? Um, I think so. I think there are certain songs that you know when you're singing it. It's just obviously there are levels of difficulty with some songs, and I think this is so simple that sometimes you're able to actually put more into it, and it, it's 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 easier to. To make more of it vocally because it is it is quite simple it's not you know it's not really up there in 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 your range and it's it's just it's one of those ones where you can you know, turn all the lights off kind of really really listen to yourself while you're while you're doing your bit and and actually put yourself in the situation of the song if you like and and imagine really or really like to feel what the lyrics are saying and just kind of really emote that into into your vocal i think what i love about it is the last track on the album is because it's so stripped back you can hear everybody um, mm. and you're all there and yeah. it's a great way to go out with at the end of the day at the end of the album it's all about the five of you you've taken away the beats we've had the party and then it's just about the five voices it's a great way to end oh. 
I agree. Yeah, it's a nice closer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a lovely thing to say. Thank you. And on that lovely note, we're out of time on the album proper. Yeah. Thank you, though. It's been brilliant talking through every track. <laughs> um, so soon after the release, because a lot of the albums we talk about are sometimes decades old so it's great to do something so new we're young we're young again (laughs) (laughs) so steps thank you for joining us uh for talking about what the future holds and all the best with the album and the tour next year thank you so much thanks so much thank you dan and will well well we certainly had had a giggle. giggle with steps we uh, did we really did and uh, i have to say full disclosure we went way over time on uh the uh, the window that we had with them um and we were all very happy to keep on chatting because there was just so much to talk about and i have to say dan they were absolutely lovely all of them they really were yeah not not even to sing that anyone out they were all kind of exactly what you thought they would be and more and they were all very well prepared. They really, yeah, they did their homework. They definitely feel like a very professional band, actually, don't they? And a very, uh, a very in sync unit as well. Uh, and I guess you know, at this point in their career, they know each other really well. Uh, they know what they're doing when they're out there talking about their their work, and they clearly are still loving it. Yeah, which is great because we are obviously because it's one of our albums of twenty twenty, loving it. And do let us know what you thought about, uh, first of all, the album, what the future holds, but also our chat with Steps and our track by track with them. And uh, at Track by Track UK, uh, as ever. Yes. And if you have enjoyed today's episode or any of our other Steps episodes or any of our other episodes, then do please give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Five star reviews, please. And we're back on Saturday with our second part of our top 40 of 2020. So we will be talking about numbers 30 to 21. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to who we're talking about on Track by Track next Tuesday? So next week for our next album of 2020, we're talking to one of our favourite, would you say DIY pop stars, Will? Yes, absolutely. He is uh, very much a self-made man and we love him for it uh, and all the people that he's worked with, not just on this album, but over the years. Definitely. I've said too much. You said too much, but this album is, it's kind of a love letter to the LGBTQ plus community. It's got a whole host of guest stars and we're going to be joined by the man himself. To say anything more would be to give it away. So do join us for that next Tuesday. So, until then, I've been Dan. And I've been Will. Goodbye. Goodbye. I nearly sang the alternative lyrics that we made up in rehearsal. Keeping it clean. There's too many memes out there already. We keep it clean. all just really depends on what's going to get the most radio play. Oh, there's somebody at my door. <laughs> um. yeah, there's no swearing in Steps World. <laughs> oh, no. I Absolutely. never ever swear. <laughs> 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 Did you get all that?
on the telephone, I need <laughs> Go on, sing it to us, Claire. <laughs> it's brilliant, I love it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>